Welcome to the Made at Church Podcast. Today, we are concluding our family crusade and sermon series called, Hey, Can I Ask You a Question? Our children's pastor is going to finish this up with a message entitled, When is Jesus Coming Back? So today, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Hey, but I'd like to welcome our children's pastor, Pastor David, uh, to conclude our series today so you guys get to hear from him. So next week, come back so you can hear me talk. <laughs> All right, but y'all welcome our children's pastor. Good morning, everybody. I hope you are having an amazing day. Are you having an amazing day? Yes. Are you blessed? All right. I only got like two out of that. Are you blessed? How many blessings do you get a day? Do you know? Talked about it uh, first week. The average person on the average minute breathes eight, 18 to 20 times a minute. So on average, you get 18 blessings every minute of every day. Do you ever think about that? It's called a breath of life. The breath of life. Father, we love you this morning again. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here in your house Lord, to worship you, to honor you, to praise you, and what praising we've already done. Father, again, this morning, I pray, Lord, as we go into a time of our uh, lessons, Lord, and our, our speaking this morning, I pray that you open our hearts, you open our minds, you open our spirit to receive from you. I pray this morning, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will invade this place like it's never done before, and it will be a changed people because of it. We love you, we thank you, and everybody says... Amen. Let me tell you a story. It comes out of um, John chapter 14. I'm going to read the first seven verses this morning. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. Yea, believe, you believe in God, believe also in me. Who's he talking? Who's this? Who's, who's talking? Jesus. Yes. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If, I, if it was not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Can you say he's coming again? Coming again. And I will take you to myself. And where I go, and whether I go, ye know the way. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not where you're talking about, where you goest. How can we know this? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, child, no one comes unto the Father but by me. Lord, bless this word again. Father, touch me. Let the folks hear you, not me. Let your word be magnified in our lives. So today we're talking about John chapter 14, and it's uh, coming at the end of Christ's ministry here on earth. Jesus had gathered all the 12 disciples in the room um, for a meal. What do we call this meal? Anybody know? Last Supper. It's also called the Seder meal. It's the Last Supper. Because it was the last time Jesus was going to have a meal with his uh, disciples. That's powerful. We celebrate that every Easter, right? What do we call that? Passover. Jesus began to talk to his disciples about God, who was called, um, calling him to do. 
He explained to them that he was not going to be with them much longer. We know this story, right? Jesus told them, I am going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I'm coming back. I'm going to get you. How many of you are excited about that? I'm excited. Should be excited every day. Not only because of the blessings we get every minute, but because we have a Savior that's coming back for us. The disciples looked around at each other. They were totally confused. They didn't understand this. They had no idea what Jesus was talking about. This was the first time that they had ever heard Jesus' plan to leave. They followed him for the last three years. They knew their lives. They knew his life. They knew everything that was going on. They believed he was the Messiah, the Savior. They never imagined that he was going to leave. Sometime later, as Jesus, after Jesus had died, he raised to life again. He gathered a, with a large group of his followers. He taught them the same or some very important things. But then they had, he made a very strong statement. He told them, go to Jerusalem, wait for the gift. What is that gift? The Holy Spirit, the Comforter. He sent the Comforter. He said, and you will receive power from the Holy Spirit come upon you. And when you have, will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria unto the ends of the earth. But what does he tell them? Go to all the ends of the earth and preach and teach about what you've seen. Then just as he said these things, he ascended into heaven. Now, that would, I could just about imagine that was a sight to watch somebody ascend up off of the ground, up into the clouds, not to be seen. What, a, what an amazing thing that would be, uh, being able to witness. Disciples watched him rise up into heaven, and then they stood there not knowing what to do. But just like he does, what God does, he sends miracles. He sends two witnesses. He sends an angel. He sends two angels to appear and encourage them. They spoke to the disciples and said, You have just watched Jesus ascend into heaven. Jesus will return in the same manner. I pray I'm still here because I want to witness. But yet if I have to go by the grave, I'll still get to see it because he's going to call us out of that grave, is he not? They didn't just sit there around and waiting through, though. Instead, they got busy telling everyone they could about Jesus. Love and forgiveness. And our home church that we grew up in had a saying, love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Just as Christ did. Love everyone. Forgive as Christ did. And accept them just as they are, right where they are. Because I, we can't change you. You've got to have that relationship with him, right? They knew that even though they didn't know when Jesus was going to come back, they needed to be ready. They needed us. They needed to use their time wisely to tell everyone that was left. His, about his love for you and I. And that's exactly what we're going to do here in just a few minutes. <clears throat> Hold on just a second. I've got to get my costume ready.
I'm not Flavor Flav, I promise you. I promise. <laughs> so this is significant. You know, God is not bound by time, is he? If at anything, he created time. Where do we get that? Where do we get that? Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God. So that's the beginning of time. So when Jesus came back, and this is our message today, when is Jesus coming back? Now, we've talked about... Uh, some things like, why do bad things happen to people? Why don't we get healed? We've talked about those, that. As this theme is construction, we've been constructing our lives over the last four weeks, the whole month of August. When is Jesus coming back? That has always been the biggest question. I'll be 56 in October. Who's a little older than I am? I know Rick is. Who's a little older? How many of you have been in church your whole life or quite a while? We've heard this question many years, haven't we? A long time. My grandparents, my mom, my dad, their parents, their grandparents have heard it all our lives, all their lives. But it's been bound by time. Each one of us is bound by time. I was born October 27th, 1966. My time on this earth began. I have no idea when my time will be over, but my clock is ticking. Your clock is ticking. Again, the big question is, is when is Jesus coming back? It's a question that we've been hearing all of our lives for centuries. Thousands of years, 2,000 years since Christ has left here. There have been a lot of people that have claimed that they know when he's coming back. How many of you have ever heard those false prophets that say, hey, he's going to come back December the 25th, 2022, or he's going to come back January the 1st, 2020. The world's going to end at the strike of midnight on Y2K. We've heard it all, haven't we? All of our lives. Oh, the computers are going to shut down at, at strike of midnight at 1999 into 2000. It didn't happen, did it? The clock's reset on a computer. But your computer clock never resets, except what one time when you accept Christ into your life, you become a new child in God. And we're going to see in just a little while in baptism that the old man goes in and he dies to himself and comes up a new creation in Christ that represents the death and the grave that Christ went into. Jesus is coming back. Jesus himself said that he was going to prepare a place for all of us, each and every one of us. The place is called heaven. Now, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the month, that heaven is a place that we can only imagine how beautiful it's going to be. The most precious material here on earth is gold, right? The streets in heaven, pavement in heaven is pure gold. So in other words, we're going to be walking on gold. 
pure beauty of all the emeralds and stones that's going to make up heaven. But the greatest beauty of all is the light shining from God's throne. And we're going to get to worship. It's a beautiful place filled with peace, joy, and happiness. It is a place where Christians throughout history will live forever with God. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for each and every one of us. How amazing is that? Well, I'll tell you this. I've got a beautiful home that we just bought last year. We were just blessed to have it. But I can only imagine what my place is going to look like in heaven. See, there's going to, not going to be no time for each and every one of us there. It's not going to tick off anymore because eternity, there is no timeline. But I can tell you this, I don't even want to find my place in heaven, my little home, my little place in the corner of that beautiful place called heaven. I want to go see my Savior. I want to tell Him thank you. I want to fall at my knees and worship Him. I want to put my finger in His hands in His side and on His feet and say thank you for all you've done for me. A lot of people are trying to say that Jesus is never coming back, that he's been dead for 2,000 years, that this book that we call the Bible is, is just, an, a, just a, an ancient book. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not relevant anymore. I'm here to tell you, it is a lifeline. It is a manual. It is our guidance to our life here on earth. We are only aliens passing through because our time here is only ticking away. It's ticking away slowly. Our neighbor, which lives adjacent to us, moved in about a month after we did. And his dad passed away a few months after they moved in. Had a tough time. This past week we found out that there was an accident on the interstate here on 52 and just outside of uh, Pilot Mountain. My son got a phone call or a text that his brother-in-law was in a tragic accident and did not make it out of that wreck. In an instant, this is going to tick down to the last second. We've got choices to be made. We've got things in our heart that we've got to get under the blood. So again, 2,000 years ago, and, it's, and, and, and he, he left us but he made a promise. Everything that Christ ever done, everything he ever said has been fulfilled. There's no lying. There's no cheating. There's no stealing. There's no sin in heaven. Christ was perfect. He told everything, everyone, everything that had come to pass, he, when he made it, I'm going to wait. I'm going to die. I'm going to live. And then I'm going to ascend into heaven. So if all of those came to pass, how can we not believe that He's going to come again? His Word is true. But when He went into that grave, the Bible said He arose again in three days. What did He do? He let you know that death is not the end. He let you know that death doesn't have any grasp on you because He went and got the keys of death, hell, and the grave and came out of that tomb. Heaven waits until the very moment that God the Father tells him it's time. 
I've heard my home pastor say a lot of times that he can just see Gabriel licking his lips to put it against that trumpet. Because the trumpet is the sign that Christ is going to come. When that horn blows, it's going to be time. Look. Because he's coming. Why? Because he promised. There's no doubt that Jesus is going to return. And when he does, there will be a loud trumpet sound from heaven that the angel Gabriel is going to sound. The people around the world will disappear the earth from the earth and appear with Jesus in the sky. That's going to be an amazing time. What do you think? It's going to be an amazing sight. There's no movie out there that can de depict that. There's no uh, photos that can depict that. We just have to believe it in our heart. So as we get ready to close, nobody knows the exact time of when. Although when we know the fact that Jesus will come back, we don't know exactly when. See, again, time has been ticking for each of us as I've been standing here. We've been here, service has been going on for a little over 45 minutes. So part of our lives is slowly slipping away. You can look around, look at the youngest, middle-aged, the oldest. Death has no respecter of persons. The man that was killed in the tragic accident just this week was 50 years old. Later this week, on the same stretch of highway, another tragic accident happened. Two young ladies, I think they were in their 20s, were killed in another tragic accident. My mom, my dad were in of upper age. They were in their 70s. My mom was 68. My daddy was 74. His body was tired. Her body was tired. Their time ticked away. And they just passed away in eternity. If we, if we take a moment and think about a picture that we took last year, Who's not there today? Those of you that are in school, think about students that you were with last year that may not be there this year. I graduated in June of 1985. A third of my class is gone. A third. 36 years ago, a third of them are gone. Some of them are in, in, they're all in eternity. Some of them are in heaven. Some of them are in hell. Hell is a very real place, just like heaven. So if you don't know the Lord today, I pray that you'll find Him. I pray that God makes himself so real to you that he pricks your heart this morning because 
that door will open one day. We'll all walk out of it. And we'll never walk back in. Whether you are a sinner or you've accepted Christ, we're going to walk out that door and never don another door of a church again. We're going to take our last breath because our time's ticking away. You agree? We have sons and wives without husbands and fathers. We have mothers that have gone, daughters that mothers have gone on. My wife's parents passed away very early in our marriage. My wife's dad had a massive brain aneurysm at 45 years old and died in the floor. This is real, people. It happens every day. I have a son here, son here, myself, who have worked in the medical field, fire service. He had a tough night last night. I can see it on his face. We've all passed through something that has shaken us to the core. It could have been you in those tragic accidents this week. Again, you could walk out this door for your last time. Tell you one more story of a young pastor that I know real well back in December. Just started a new ministry. It was flourishing. He called his pastor and said, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think about it? He was fixed to start something new on Monday, and this was on Sunday. He went to bed and woke up in the presence of the Lord. We've been planning on going to the Outer Banks for weeks. Hurry, get here. Hurry, get here. Hurry, get here. Couldn't wait. Can't wait. Don't make plans for something that is mediocre. Make the plan that is for eternity. If you don't know the Christ that I know, the Christ in the Bible, the Savior, all you have to do is say a simple prayer. It's Jesus. I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. And believe me, your mistake is no bigger than anybody else's. Your mistakes are not something that Christ can't forgive you about. He can forgive you for everything. Everything. Oh, I don't believe that. But you got to have faith and trust because your time is going by. It's ticking away. So again... Christ, Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I know I've done wrong. Please forgive me. I accept you as my Savior. Come into my life. Forgive me of all those sins. Be the Lord of my life so that I can be with you in heaven someday.
It's just that simple. It's just that easy. You don't have to be a scholar to say big words. I didn't graduate college. I just believed in my heart. And I accepted Him. If you've said that prayer this morning, all heaven is jubilant right now. They're praising and shouting and singing praises because your name is now in that book of life. It's powerful. Just think we get to walk on gold. But the most important thing is we get to see our Creator and our Savior and run into His open arms. Father, I pray this morning for everyone here, all of those out in Facebook land, they're watching now or may watch in the future, Lord. I pray right now that your Holy Ghost will fall upon them. That the power of your holy name will convict every sin of our lives. And Lord, they, we know that heaven is rejoicing for that one, two, ten, ten thousand that receives you this morning. And we'll give you praise, honor, and glory in Christ's name. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we rejoice with you. Welcome to the family. Welcome to a new life. Go tell someone that you've accepted him today. Shout it from the rooftops. And let everybody know that what Christ has done in your life. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com dot com forward slash pray our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that god's going to meet each and every need that is submitted would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one you can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give you can do a one-time gift a reoccurring gift we just ask that you pray and give from your heart today Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.